everyone you're listening to alex on radio in chicago so bursting with some lyrical messages and soulful melodies uh we are very excited to have mike vinopal of local motive here today hey, what's up hi how's it going i'm good alex how are you doing well doing well we just wrapped up the monthly hip-hop cypher i know you're kind of like in the mix that's with awesome everything. yeah so i was coming from kind of a hip-hop setting prior to arriving here today oh really where were where were you hanging out okay so um this is kind of i'll try and keep this succinct okay I, i've been a cps <laughs> teacher for like uh the last five years and mm -hmm. uh worked with kids with special needs uh this is my first year actually i've taught for like the last 10 years um and this is my first year like taking a break and working on a program of my own uh it's called beat keepers and uh, it's through hope for the day this nonprofit. And they do a lot of suicide prevention events and, like, mental health awareness kind of stuff. So um, just bringing community together. And I'm, like, they're at risk. Uh, they're youth, youth uh, programming, beekeepers programming director. And uh, it's been really cool. We've been working at Lawrence Hall on the north side yeah. um, this summer. And, like, through the first week of December, we're just doing um, this awesome work on this grant where we get to work with s some smaller groups and make hip-hop beats. It's, it's very informal and non-clinical yeah but it's kind of like music therapy in a way yeah i was gonna say it sounds like a music yeah. therapy kind of program um, yeah it's just me and uh one of my bandmates not from locomotive but from mason's case he's uh he's my partner in it and uh we we just kind of give the kids like a little positive you know hour in their day to create some music that most of them have had really really like rough lives and it's just not fair but you know yeah. You can do something to help fight that darkness and be the hope in someone else's world. Just like that song that we just heard, Twig, kind mm -hmm. of uh, imparts. That's like what we're all about. So Nice. Yeah. Um, is it just kind of like an hour in their day that they just get to, you know, play and focus yeah, on that? Basically, when you when you get a grant to do some programming like this and it's kind of new where you're like developing the program, there's like certain metrics you got to meet mm -hmm. and stuff. So it was like we have to do two cohort, two cohorts for like an hour um, per week. So basically, once this is done, hopefully we'll be able to kind of continue to grow it, and it doesn't have to just be two days in a week, um, and just one hour, you know? Yeah. Because um, you can get a lot done in an hour, surprisingly, especially with like a collaborative approach to composition and like kind of keeping it moving, you know, kind of being respectful of like the melting pot of influences. Um, so. But the kids don't always understand that an hour is really not, not even, you know, a sliver of the amount of time that it usually takes to produce and record a, you know, an awesome song. Yeah, we were talking <laughs> about that a little bit like earlier before we um, started chatting, and it was like you were telling me about you know the process of like you know pressing vinyl and everything like that. So uh, we'll get more into that a little bit later. But um, so just kind of like overall, like where in the city are you originally from? Chicago. So yeah, I grew up out by the racetrack uh, in Arlington Heights. I was mm -hmm. a suburbs kid. Really awesome parents. Uh, had a little sister. Um, I got interested in music um, probably about the time. Um, that I started hearing like Nirvana and Green Day and stuff. I was like, ooh, guitar. I was playing <laughs> piano like since kindergarten. And oh, I just, wow. You know, I was, it was never really my choice. And I, I wish it had been. I would have stuck with it. And piano is an amazing instrument. But uh, at the time, you know, I was like, guitar is so much cooler. Mom, I don't want to take piano lessons anymore. Can I get a guitar? So my dad uh, kind of gave me kind of like some uh guidelines he's like all right play my guitar that i learned on 
for a year. And if you're still interested in a year and you're actually like taking steps to get better uh, and learn and be disciplined about it, then I'll buy you a, an electric guitar like you want. So, And he did. And I still play it. <laughs> There you in, go. In this band, so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and then years later, uh, you know, here we are. So, yeah, I didn't move back to Chicago until about seven years ago. I mm -hmm. lived in, I went to IU for college down in Bloomington, Indiana. Go Hoosiers! Um, and then I lived in St. Louis. And then uh, my grandma Grace passed away, my dad's mom, and that was about seven or eight years ago. And I moved back and uh, ran into some old friends and got to see some old family and just be closer with everybody again and. It's just really a blessing in disguise. When you lose somebody, it's really hard to see that. But, you know, she's kind of why this record uh, came together. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And um, so you're representing the band today. Uh, so tell yes, us a little indeed. bit more about uh, your other bandmates who couldn't make it tonight. Of course. Um, kind of a crazy story because uh, the, the rhythm guitar player, Chris Van Opel, is my cousin. And uh, Grace was both of our grandma. And uh, we've been playing music together since we were you know, really awful at our instruments. And uh, <laughs> it's just so cool that we've uh, kept it up all these years and still sing together with such ease. We've got, like, blood harmonies, uh, being around our dads. Our dads are brothers, and the brothers on my dad's side of the family always just sang together. Um, oh, that's nice. Kind of like a... Lots of harmony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sha-na-na, like, was real big when they were growing up in the 60s and... Um, so, you know, there was a lot of music around. So Chris and me have been writing songs forever, but then there's this other guy, Brett Whitus, um, who I've been friends with since kindergarten. Um, so we go way back, and his first gig on bass, he had his, had his bass like a month, and uh, we played at Frontier Days in like Arlington Heights mm -hmm. um, at a battle of the bands. And we were, we were terrible then, too, so <laughs> it's really nice that we all like kind of got better and... We're really ha proud of the stuff we're doing now, and uh, I think we'll be able to look back on it, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and be like, man, that record still holds up. So yeah. that's kind of the core. Um, Brett's uh, long-term girlfriend, Daniela Rojas, she's from Chile. She was the landlord uh, when I first moved back, basically. Uh, they lived together. They gave me a room. Um, so it wasn't like your traditional landlord situation. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of knew her. Yeah. I, like you were all buddies. <laughs> uh, yeah. So while I was like, you know, living with them, paying them rent, um, we started writing all sorts of songs and she had tons of songs and just needed somebody to help her with the music because she doesn't play an instrument and man, she can sing. Um, then the next track, I think you guys are going to play it really, um, showcases her cause we kind of, it's about 50, 50 with me and Daniela. Um, mm -hmm. She can do Aretha stuff. She can she can rap. She can do Spanish stuff. She's a, she's very versatile and really talented. Yeah, yeah. You definitely hear like a lot of like you know blues and you know very kind of old school like rhythm and blues kind yeah. of you know melodies to your songs and you know similar to kind of like contemporary artists like Alabama Shakes or For Gary sure. Clark Jr. Kind of like along those lines, yeah. you know. And so was it all kind of um, like similar artists in that sense that you guys kind of like came together and thought like, hey, we want to sound like this or this is what, you know, we like. So let's, you know, try to yeah. um, mirror it. You know, it wasn't that, it's definitely not that simple because there's just so many different influences in this group. And mm -hmm. I think I kind of imposed that kind of rhythm and blues soul funk thing on everyone i was like i really i really want to be a blues singer i really want to be a soul singer so can we do these songs 
and it kind of just kind of by adding our trumpet player in the beginning um you know it kind of solidified the fact that we love um the rock band with horns so i guess our <laughs> biggest influence is a fictitious band the the blues brothers okay where there's just like you know this really fun raucous thing happening and everybody's having a good time there's horns there's electric guitars and bass and drums you know there's a girl singing and I guess that's not Blues Brothers, but uh, <laughs> she's totally like she, my brother. She, yeah. She's just a cool lady, and I guess she's more like my sister, if you want to get into gender roles and stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah, she's my Blues Brother, I guess. Very cool. So. Yeah, well, let's definitely uh, take a listen to um, another track off of the um, Grams LP. Um, so, yeah, so I'm Alex. We're here with Mike Vinopal of Locomotive listening to their latest album release. So stick around. We have more right here on Radio 1 Chicago.
Everyone, you're back with Alex uh, speaking with Meg Vanople of Locomotive with their song Killer off of their latest LP, Grams. Um, so this LP was a follow-up to your debut EP, mm-hmm. correct? Um, and then so just kind of capturing like more of that kind of like energy that you guys For sure. had. Uh, the first time we went in the studio, we were like, you know, kind of nervous about the end product. Um, I guess we weren't as confident in our sound either. Um, so we had four songs that we tracked and then we like really polished them, you know, like we fixed every little thing and the end product is amazing and I still, I still love it and um, I like listening to it even still, um, you know, two, two years later, which is more like five years later for me because you work on these songs for years leading up to recording them if, if you want to do it right. Maybe not. I mean, it's different schools of thought. So I digress. But basically this four song uh, EP was called Superconductors and it had like a good balance of stuff that I sang, good balance of stuff that Daniela sang and um, it was our first uh, time at Rax Tracks recording here in Chicago and I'm working with this engineer, amazing Noam Wallenberg uh, and being kind of produced by an engineer too was also like new to us and he helped the songs kind of grow and stuff. Um, when we came back around for the LP with you know, the full full nine songs, um, we had a really good relationship already established. Uh, we knew what worked, what didn't work, as far as like being efficient with our time. Yeah. So we just we tracked the drums and the bass uh, for everything, super live, high energy, and then kind of went back and uh, were more deliberate with guitar tones and singing and and how we were going to develop the horn lines. Um, so I think ultimately we got a more representative sample of what we're kind of all about, where it's very, very much uh, not perfect. It's like, you know, there's some grittiness to it. There's some, uh, you know, we're, we're just like, uh, we didn't want it to be as polished as the as the first one. And mm-hmm. I was just really happy with the end product. Yeah. And so, you know, in term, you know, you were saying that you, you worked with uh, Daniela, uh, yeah. you know, singing. So how much of you know, the song production goes, you know, is it collaborative or is it more of like, oh, you know, this is what I kind of want to write about and sing about and, sure. you know, go from there? Uh, I think with a lot of bands that have like more than one principal songwriter, it can be a mixed bag. Like uh, there on our EP, um, there was a song that we wrote on a canoe trip. Uh, I had a ukulele and we were just goofing around and she... <laughs> It was our first single. It's called Shallow Water. And uh, the refrain is, you're so scared. And it says it a lot in the song. Like if there was a, like a drinking game and you, you know, had to drink every time it said it, you'd probably have a good buzz by the end of the song. So <laughs> she, she hates that song now. And she like, doesn't like playing it live. But then when we, <laughs> there's like times we make her play it anyway. And she just still kills it. So, nice. um, and you can see she kind of enjoys it. She just doesn't want to admit <laughs> she it. She doesn't want to admit it. So that one was, you know organically came together just the two of us having a good time um but she had old songs that were completely fleshed out verses and choruses and just needed somebody to be able to arrange it for a band because they were like recording she made to like loops and stuff and like hip-hop beats and they were awesome but you know just to serve our purposes and then uh you know there's songs that i come to that come with that i'm like hey this is done but I always leave it open to the musicians I'm playing with it. I, I think it's more collaborating uh, is like that situation where you just have um, a couple different perspectives added to the mix and all of a sudden it kind of turns into something uh, different and sometimes more powerful. But, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, kind of 
picky about like bass lines or drums. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I, can you make it sound like this that way? Um, and that's the collaborative po- process of being in a band. If if you want to be somewhat democratic, sometimes it takes longer, but you know, ultimately, I think everybody's more satisfied with the song in the end. Yeah. And then if you're more satisfied with the song, you're going to play it better. So translates in performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Daniela can write a song basically off the top of her head, like a freestyle rapper almost, mm-hmm. um, with hooks and melodies um, that like you'll be whistling later. Um, so lots of times when we're warming up at rehearsal, she'll she'll make up a song on something that we're just kind of improvising on. And uh, we, re- <laughs> we record it little sn- snippet of it and save it for later to develop yeah um, so it comes about in whatever way it comes about i guess mm-hmm. the muses call when they call <laughs> when I they guess. call yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely oh, that's awesome and i think you know is th- is there like a story that you wanted to you know say with this you know nine track album at all uh sort of like we wanted it to be like about universal struggles basically because uh in in tribute, uh, Graham's title is for uh, the lady on the cover, Grandma Grandma Jane. Um, that was our bass player's grandma who passed away while we were recording. And uh, there's a song on here called Gracie. Um, that's kind of a musical tribute, just a cool rock and blues tune. Uh, and Grace Fallon was our our grandma, me and Chris's. Um, and so you know, with that, we were just thinking about their lives and all the stuff they'd been through. And all the stuff you go through and how you're like, oh, man, you learn so much. You don't know anything when you're a kid and you just learn so much through life experience. So we wanted it not to be bleak, you know, but we didn't also, we didn't want to sugarcoat yeah. things. So we started off with a positive message in Twig of being the hope in someone else's world and kind of just going with the flow, the current of the river of life, so to speak. And we kind of end the artistic statement with symbiosis, which is another kind of like naturey kind of science lyrics where symbiotic relationships in nature you know the it's real nerdy you but it's really beautiful things help each other just kind of naturally as the natural order of things um and that song's about like people doing it really um and just how we all kind of get lost sometimes and you got to rely on others so two messages of hope on like the bookends yeah. and then in between it just got, it's got some Stuff that's fun, uh, like Booty Call, um, that's kind of like a contemporary soul ballad, but it's like something real, you know, Mm -hmm. that people can relate to in contemporary, in this world that we live in. Um, And there are real dark things, like uh, Gracie, even though it's a tribute to our our grandma, it's also really contemplating mortality and spirituality and like what you believe about um, where you go when uh, you leave this this plane, so... Mm -hmm. It goes a lot of places, and yeah. I, I think we wanted to just kind of encompass some very, very relatable feelings. Because when you can relate to a feeling in a song, then that connection that you establish is just all the more um, special. Like, yeah. yeah, no, definitely, and I agree. You know, listening from you know first track to the you know to the last, it's it's kind of like a very wholesome album, and it you know it really hits you like both like with that grittiness that you were talking yeah. about you know in the music and with the horns and you know just that old school kind of like bluesy rock and then you know the lyrics just they're you know on another level kind of yeah I, <laughs> I, I think uh you don't want to be one-dimensional with a mm-hmm. with an album necessarily um but i think there is a backbone um that kind of holds it all together um and if you buy the vinyl 
you get like an extra little special secret bonus um, that you weren't expecting when you get to the end of side two. Well, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> there you go. Leave it up to leave it up to mystery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to go check it out now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, uh, why don't you tell everyone who's listening um, where you're performing next, where we can find you on social media, and listen to um, the tracks of Grams. Well, um, yeah, we got a really cool week coming up. Uh, in keeping with the spirit of Twig, uh, we're playing a fundraiser to just kind of help fight the darkness. It's a uh, a broad drive out in Aurora. That's kind of a hike at Java Plus. Um, and that's at 6. Um, but the event goes from 5 to 10. Nice. And that's raising money and like clothing and for like mainly women uh, at homeless shelters because uh, sometimes those are things that are overlooked, like bras uh, and stuff like that. You would never think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quencher Saloon on Saturday is going to be a huge blowout. It's with two of my bands. Local Motive is the band that I'm the band leader for but mason's case is led by matthew alfano and i've been playing lead guitar with them for about five years and aaron coleman is uh, also goes by ac he's the bass player it's going to be a huge blowout at quencher's saloon charlie Otto from good music and dj no dj's opening it starts at nine and then uh really special show on tuesday at the io improv theater in chicago i've never played music there because obviously it's not typically a music venue mm-hmm. But uh, the whole month of October, every Tuesday, they're doing Generation Latinx Variety Show, and we're the musical guest. So Very exciting. You guys have a big, uh, hefty lineup coming up. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and then um, Facebook, Yeah, Instagram. so Locomotive Band can, fi- can help you find us on most any uh, social media. Our website is locomotiveband.com. If um, you forget any of this, you can go there and see shows and links to our music and our YouTube and all of that. Um, if you want to get it digitally, um, you can get it on all the, the main providers. We do prefer you support Bandcamp. Um, it's, they're just really good about uh, supporting independent artists. Uh, so if you want to buy it digitally, go to locomotiveband.bandcamp.com. Um, and, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Locomotive Band. There you go. Yeah. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on in and joining us and chatting with us about your latest album of course i hope to see you saturday i hope you come alex yeah absolutely it'll be fun yeah it's gonna be lots of fun cool um well from all of us here at radio in chicago uh don't forget to follow us on social media instagram facebook twitter and visit us on radio in chicago.com uh so this is alex and for week and gabe and vico uh thanks for joining us on this thursday be sure to check us out next week six to eight for more chicago music thanks guys yep